Morning team, hope we're doing well. Happy Tuesday the 15th of February 2022. The year is going fast. I want to talk to you today a little bit about my own training over the weekend. I went down to London. I did some training with a friend at the gym on the Friday. And then on the Saturday, I did some training outdoors um, in Hammersmith, down by the bridge. Made it nice and different, a little bit of different scenery, doing it outdoors. All I had was a kettlebell and I did a little circuit and it really set me up good for the day. Sometimes I have to remind myself that I enjoy the benefits, the feeling for the rest of the day after exercise. So it's not actually a chore. I actually want to do it. I see it as something I get to do. Don't get me wrong. There's plenty of occasions where I put it off. I procrastinate. I don't fancy it. That's to everyone that thinks that personal trainers or whoever, whatever group of people that just enjoy exercise every single day of the year. I don't think that is the case for anybody. But what does change is your relationship with it. And this weekend, it reminded me how I enjoy the feeling of doing it. It blows off steam, tension, overthinking, any extra energy I've got that day, I exert it. And I feel accomplished for the day. It's somewhat difficult that I like to get done. And for me, personally, when I get difficult things done early on in the day, I enjoy the rest of the day a lot more. I feel accomplished and I feel like I've got the ball rolling and I can take on anything. And exercise is the perfect thing for that. What I want to talk to you about today is motivation. This is probably the most used phrase by clients, non-clients, in the whole time I've been a coach, people talk about, I don't have the motivation. When I get motivated, I just can't get motivated, all that kind of language. From one perspective, I want you to think about it, that you don't need motivation to brush your teeth. You don't need your motivation to take on your responsibilities on a daily basis. You just do them. But right now, which I understand, Exercise might not be in that same category. It might not be in the same category as work, brushing your teeth, picking the kids up from school. Those are all just things you have to do. And that works for a certain mindset, for a certain type of person to think, you know what, it's not about what I want to do. It's about what I've got to do. And we could perceive health and fitness as that because it is your body. It is your health. You only get one. No one else is going to look after it for you. And to the extent that you value yourself, value your life, is to the same extent that you will look after your body because your body is your vehicle. And if you neglect your body, it will have a negative impact on everything else that you value. This kind of ties in with what I spoke about last week with connecting the dots in your values, connecting the dots between health and fitness and other things that you currently value. Another way to approach the motivation situation. It's not just that it's something that you have to do. It's the fact that if you're in the position to be motivated, um, if you're in the position where you're not motivated, sorry, you need to start asking yourself, what am I motivated to be doing right now? Am I motivated to be 
watching TV all the time? Am I motivated to be scrolling on social media, eating rubbish? This is where you need to get curious on why you do the things that you do. Because if you never understand the reason behind why you do what you do, you will always mindlessly and fall victim to old habits and repeatedly do them. And surface answers don't suffice. You can't just say, because I like the taste of them, because I enjoy it. Anything that is done in large quantities, neurotically, obsessively, there's more than I just enjoy it behind it. If you play a video game for half an hour, that is something you just enjoy. If you have one Kit Kat of an evening, that's just something you enjoy. If you have one drink of an evening, that's just something you enjoy. But when we do something consistently in large amounts and we can't control and we can't stop ourselves from doing it, there's a deeper reason behind it. Because as human beings, we do things that are in our own best interest. That is the idea of health, to live longer, to live better, have more energy, have more focus, be more aware and live a happier life. And if we're doing things that are against our own best interest, especially if it's our goals, especially if it's our health, especially if it's against our future and we're struggling to do things or we're doing things that are getting in the way of what we need to do, there's a reason behind it. And if you don't look there, if you don't ask yourself what you're hiding from, what you believe you're going to get from having 12 beers or having loads and loads of Jaffa cakes. I don't know what was coming to my mind there, but, or even you're seeking distraction for hours on social media or whatever the case may be. There's a reason behind it. And the reason that answer is important is because those are the things that are usually pulling you away from the things that you you know you want to do, you know you need to do, whether that's exercising, whether that's preparing yourself on a Sunday, whether that's eating, making better food choices. It's not that those things are hard. It's that you're doing things that are pulling you away and are making it hard. It's the fact that you might have stayed up all night scrolling on your phone. It's the fact that you might have had a few too many drinks on the evening and then you've woke up feeling hungover and of course you've hit snooze and that's had a knock-on effect into the day. So it's not just about adding better things into your life, exercise, vegetables, all those kinds of things, the typical stuff. It's about learning why you're doing these self-destructive habits. People like to use the term self-sabotage. I don't believe self-sabotage does it justice because we, we do things that we think we're getting a gain out of. In that moment when you are putting off your real goals and you're doing something else, you don't believe that self-sabotage. You believe there's more comfort, more joy, more value in eating all of that chocolate or put procrastinating on that thing that you could be doing. And the reason that some people get results and they change their relationship with themselves and with food is that they go into this with curiosity. That's all it takes. There's no right or wrong answer. It's not going to happen overnight. It just starts with asking myself, 
Why am I doing this? What am I getting from doing this? And the reason that the people that don't get the results that they want and they always come unstuck and they go back to where they started off again is because they never get to the root of the problem. The root of the problem isn't that you eat lots. That's a symptom. The root of the problem isn't that your sleep isn't good. That's a symptom. And I can't tell you, I can't give you a blanket answer to why you are in the situation. I can ask you questions and I can draw upon my own experiences because I've done this firsthand. And I'm very convicted. I have a lot of conviction in knowing the reason that people do a lot of these things or a, a, a number of reasons that people do these things because I've been there. It takes one to know one. I've been there and I still notice and catch myself when I fall into those old patterns and then I get back on track a lot quicker than before. The patterns I used to fall into was eating large amounts of food, even when I was full, just for the sake of it because it felt nice, it distracted me from other feelings that I didn't want to address. And then I asked myself at one point, if I continue to do this, where will, where will I be and how will I feel five to ten years from now? If I continue to continue with this bad habit that's not helping me, it's not serving me, and it's holding me back from what I really want, where will I be five to ten years from now? How will I feel five to 10 years from now. And I knew in that moment, I will feel even worse that I'm getting older, I'm becoming an adult or I've got a family and I've still got these same problems and I'm not addressing them, I'm not getting over them. You can't deal with the symptom, you have to deal with the cause. So it's either address it today, ask yourself, why do I keep doing that thing that on the surface sounds like self-sabotage but in the moment, it feels like it's an escape. It's valuable. It's good for me. I want to do it. Because if you don't, you will always be dealing with the symptoms and they never... That's wasted energy. So motivation isn't the problem. It's the fact that there's things in your life that are draining your motivation draining your energy. So then all the things that you want to do for yourself in the future, they go, they fall by the wayside. You do all the things that you have to do on a daily basis, things that are like to survive, pay the bills, get to work, look after the kids, food on the table. And anything that's for the future and growth and improvement gets lost. So you've gone down to like primal instincts because of the, the emotional problems that are going on because of the lack of energy you've got left for yourself and you finish last. That's it. You look after all these things, all these people, all these, your job, but you finish last. And if I don't tell you this, you'll always deal with the symptom. And you'll be one of those people that have done a hundred of diets. You'll have a hundred coaches. You'll have tried so many things and you'll be like, what, why doesn't it work? What's not working? And you'll blame yourself and you say, it's me. I'm just not good enough. I'm not disciplined. Or you might even blame everyone else. But the truth is 
you're not willing to look at the real problem. You're not willing to ask yourself the question, why am I doing these behaviours that aren't helping me? And I get it. It's it's uncomfortable. Of course, you're going to want to procrastinate. And it, people will fight tooth and nail to avoid emotions, old emotions that go back before you knew me, before you was an adult, maybe. And that's why it's not my place to go there with you. It's either your job or to do it with someone that you trust or can support you. So ask yourself, why am I doing these destructive behaviours? It's not self-sabotage if I think I'm getting something out of it. You're convincing yourself there's some benefit out of it. When I was eating large amounts of food, it was because I had a food coma afterwards and I'd stop thinking. And then after that, I realised, so what am I, why do I want to stop thinking? And the reason I wanted to stop thinking was because I was overthinking. So then I had to ask myself, why am I overthinking? I'm overthinking because I'm anxious. I'm self-conscious when I go to school. I'm self-conscious um, in social environments. And I don't like myself. And I assume that no one else likes me. So why don't I like myself? And then I got clear on why I didn't like myself. And that was the problem. And I started, there was two solutions to that. I practiced being a little bit more patient and nicer to myself. But also, I started to improve myself so that I became someone that I liked. When I was younger, I used to lie a lot. Um, my parent, my mum could agree with this if she's listened to this podcast. I don't think she is, but I used to lie a lot because I was scared to tell the truth. I was scared what people would think of me. So I would lie about what actually happened. I would hide the truth. And then deep down, I didn't like how I felt about being a liar because I didn't like liars. And then also I had to tell 10 more lies to cover up the original lie. So no wonder me, for example, I overthought and I was anxious because I always had to keep a performance on when I was around people. So I had to work against this. I had to get to the root of the problem. The weight, the eating the food was a symptom the root of the problem was that I was, I didn't like myself, I didn't accept myself, and I pretend to be someone that I'm not to try and be liked. That sounds quite deep. It probably is quite deep. But like I said before, if we carry on dealing with the symptom, we'll always, we'll, we'll never actually pull out the root. Think of an analogy like a some weeds in your garden. You can, you can chop down the weed from the top, but it's going to keep growing, keep growing, keep growing. Pull out the root, have a look at it for what it is, and solve it. This takes me on to the next part of the podcast today, which is how to get onto your own side and how to get out of your own way. Because I've noticed a lot of you, you only know how to motivate yourself by beating yourself with a stick punishing yourself, beating yourself up. The reason that this doesn't work for the long term with health and fitness is because you've got other things in your life that require discipline and we have so only so much discipline per day. And when you come to the health and fitness element, your discipline tank 
he's almost empty. And like I said a moment before, when your energy's low, when your motivation's low, and your discipline's low, you just go into fight or flight. You go into primal instincts. You know what? I'm just, I've got a roof over my head. I've got clothes on my back. The kids are fed. Who cares about my health and fitness? That You won't even think of a ration, rationalization because there's no rationalization to not look after your health. You will, you'll just distract yourself. For me, it was with food. Some people it's with alcohol. Some people retail shopping, uh, retail therapy, sorry. Some people with scrolling social media, whatever the case may be. Going back to what I said at the beginning, if anything we do in excessive amounts, there's clearly a problem deep down to why we're doing it. Because as human beings, our goal, our function, our biology wants us to survive and thrive and live a better life. And if we're doing things against that, there's a problem. It's not that someone's just stupid. It's not that someone's just lazy. They're quite surface analysis, if that's a word. That's quite a surface analysis of the situation. And like I'm very passionate about, and I've said before, you can't deal with a symptom and expect to get to the root of the problem. So why are you getting in your own way and why are you treating yourself in this way to get the best out of yourself? Because no one has ever got the best out of someone by beating them with a stick. You end up resenting that person. They might have got the result, but you resent that person. Would you like the result and then end up hating yourself in the process? The next thing I want to speak to you about is just the ways, the alternative ways about treating yourself in this process so that you don't beat yourself with a stick. All I'm asking you to do is to start small. And for the people that are impatient, the people that want hard and fast results, and you've convinced yourself, when I get the result, I'll be happy. When I get the result, then I'll be enough. That's a lie. And it's very sad and depressing when you get to the result and you realize that it's not enough. Tyson Fury is a perfect example for this. For the majority of his career, his big goal was to beat Vladimir Klitschko in Germany. He did it and he realized it was empty because all of his motivation was dependent on me feeling enough. Once I become that person, I'm going to be good then and then I'm going to accept myself then I'm going to be happy. I'm not telling you to not set goals. What I'm telling you to do is to not believe that only when you get the goal, you'll be happy and you'll be enough and you'll like yourself. Because you can still compare yourself when you're at the top. You're around other people that are that have a portfolio of achievements and it doesn't fix an internal feeling. So instead, why not become more supportive to yourself? The people that you get the best out of are the people that you speak to and treat with compassion, respect, and patience. You are no different. If you treat yourself in the opposite way to that, no wonder you don't like yourself. No wonder you don't want to hear the sound of your own voice. No wonder you distract yourself. So start small with your goals. Start small with your habits. 
Start small with things that are new challenges in your life. It doesn't matter if Susie down the road does 20,000 steps a day and that's your you, you've made that your benchmark of what should be achievable. Susie's not you. You might be good at something that Susie's not, and vice versa. You might be new to something that Susie's not. And that's the point. Start where you are. Start small. It's better to do 5,000 steps every day this week and then go up to 6,000 the following week and 7,000 the week after that than to go to 10,000 steps every day this week and then just totally drop the ball next week. Consistency trumps intensity. Consistency takes time. You've got to become a different type of person. You've got to build the momentum. You've got to build the habits so that it becomes easier to do more steps. For example, the same goes with workouts. The same goes for prepping your week. The same goes for your food choices. Start small. Give yourself a break. It doesn't have to be zero to 100. Another tactic is bandwidth. When you set your goals, give yourself bandwidth, which means instead of I have to get to this goal by then, instead, I'm going to get between, I'm going to do between 300 and 500 squats this month. I'm going to work out three to five times this week. I'm going to get between 60 to 100 grams of protein per day because that gives you room for optimism when you're on form, when things are going good, and then when things aren't as great, there's a baseline that's a standard. So that's what a bandwidth does. It gives you room to be human, basically. It's not about being imperfect. It's just being human. No one ever consistently hits the same numbers over and over again. We can strive for it, but we're human. Another tactic I would give you is, I was speaking about this last week with a client about having flexibility in your routine, in your options, because if you only have one way of working out, if you only have one source of protein for breakfast, if you only have one place to work out, that leaves you very vulnerable for changes. Changes in environment, changes in like say, let's say it was locked down, the gym's closed and you're the person that only trains in the gym and you're adamant about that and you shout that from the rooftops, that leaves you very vulnerable for when lockdowns happen, when gyms close or your car breaks down and you can't get to the gym that day. I'm a big advocate for having flexibility and different options so that you... You're unbreakable. Think of a flexible ruler. Ruler, you can't you can't break it. Don't take pride in being rigid and stubborn because it's only you that breaks. It's only you that won't move with the times. So the same goes with food options. The same goes with the lifestyle. Same goes with the mindset. Same goes with everything. I remember I used to think, oh, I can only train with that person. I can't train on my own. And I keep telling myself that and I kept doing it. And then I started doing training on my own to prove a point to myself that I can do it because not every day are they going to be there. And then the final thing I'd encourage you to do instead of beating yourself with a stick to get the best out of yourself is set yourself incentives. Daily incentives, weekly incentives, monthly incentives yearly incentives, 
That's what holidays are great for. That's what weddings are great for. That's what birthday milestones are great for. But create your own. Do something that means something to you. Would you, Have you always, always wanted to wear a certain type of shirt? Have you always wanted to wear a certain type of dress? Meaning for goals are ones that mean something to you and that creates motivation. If I was to give you a goal that you didn't care about, it'd be something like, I've never wanted to run a 10K, so it doesn't really matter. I don't care. So we do the opposite. What do you care about? What's a pain point for you right now? What don't you like? Is it you're tired when you run for the bus? Tired when you run up the stairs? You you have poor flexibility and you can't le- reach down in a certain position. So let's flip that on its head and make that the goal because that's meaningful to you. If I was be able to, if I was able to do that, I'd feel accomplished. I'd feel motivated. I'd feel proud of myself. Those feelings, them emotions, are going to pull you forward. So that's what a meaningful goal is. That's what's creating incentive. And incentive also can be rewards. If I get my five workouts this week, I'm going to have a glass of wine on Sunday. But once again, a lot of people won't do that because they're scared to give themselves leeway. They think the only way for them to be successful is to be like an authoritarian over themselves to punish themselves and not give themselves any space to breathe. The only way that will change is if you practice that change. It's not true. The belief that, oh, I'm a person, that I'm only all or nothing. No, the reason that that is true is because you believe that and you make it a self-fulfilling prophecy. You practice that, you do that. And anytime you do anything different, you're skeptical. So you do it half-hearted. So it's like a placebo effect. The problem isn't that you are all or nothing. The problem is that you believe you're all or nothing. And because you believe that you're all or nothing, you operate in a way that is all or nothing. So just to finish off, the things to change from beating yourself to get the best at yourself is starting small. No matter how small it might seem to someone else, that's comparison and that's not that's not you. Everyone's got different skill sets and the starting points are different. Bandwidth, which gives you room for optimism and bad days, good and bad, best performance, worst performance. Flexibility in options, which doesn't leave you vulnerable to stop and start because you're a person that I only eat chicken for protein or I only train at the gym or I only run on the treadmill. And that ties in with I just what I finished with. The reason that you but the, the reason that you struggle with those things is because you believe that you're only that person, that you can only do that. You've decided to limit yourself. And then finally, you've got to set yourself incentives, things to pull you forward. A good way to finish this episode today ties in with the beginning about motivation. Motivation isn't pushing yourself forward push, bullying yourself to the top. It's pulling you forward and pulling you forward is desire. Emotions that motivate you, make you feel proud, make you feel accomplished because you want to do it. 
So don't push yourself. Find something that pulls you. What goals? How would you feel if, let's say, by the summer, you could wear a certain type of clothing, if you could do a certain type of activity, if you could do something with your family that you've never been able to do? What are the things that you haven't been able to do that you've been saying no to that you'd like to say yes to in the future? That's going to pull you forward. Thank you for listening today. See you next week.